Hello, this is Ed Cohen, your broadcast host on Global Radio Talk Show. A new service of Global HR News. I'm in San Diego, California, and today is December 23, 2019. Our special guest today is in the Dallas area, Allison Jeffries. Allison, welcome to the show. Hi, Ed. Thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure. You and I have known each other a number of years through corporate interactions, and now you're no longer in corporate America. You're an author and a coach and a public speaker. Isn't that correct? Yes, Ed. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long, long time and fortunately had the opportunity lately. So um, I'm really enjoying it. I want to introduce the title of your new book. And I understand on Amazon, it's a good seller. It's called A Woman's Guide to Surviving Divorce. Provocative and informative title. Congrats on, on writing this. Thank you, Ed. So how long has this been published? The book itself was published in July of this year. Was it specifically written for women? It was. The book was written at a time where in my career I was working with a women's financial education platform. And what I learned is that women and men are very different, not better or worse, just different, in the way we think, the way we process information, and the way we make decisions. So as I was writing this book, having just left that position, a lot of the information that I learned in the corporate world was really impactful as I went through a divorce. And so the book was written from that bend. So some late night comics on TV talk about what women want, you know, (laughs) or what women really want. This was specifically written for women, but of course, anyone could read it, right? Actually, I've had men read it. I've had young couples that are happily married read it together. I wrote it from the frame of reference I was coming from, and I'm just more than pleased that other people can read the book and get something out of it as well. It's available on Amazon, and one of their reviewers says the following, so I'm going to quote from it. A Woman's Guide to Surviving Divorce is a refreshing and down-to-earth take on divorce. It is a fictional portrayal of the very real grieving process a woman goes through when faced with the loss of her marriage. It validates the reader's thoughts and emotions through the lens of a woman's experience. As a woman reads it, she will work her way through the feelings that invariably come with separation or divorce. The book offers a roadmap to guide the reader through the process of redefining herself and her life, empowering her to make healthy choices and create a gratifying future for herself and her family. So I want to dig deep into that for a few minutes and talk about this idea of a fictional portrayal. Was that easier to do? For me, yes, Ed, because the book, while I wrote it for myself, was really written because as I was going through my second divorce, and after the first, I was dented. After the second, I was broken. And I went to the bookstore looking for a book to help me because I knew I couldn't keep making the same mistakes. I'm hard-headed that way. And the books that I found, weddings, and very few of them on divorce, and the ones I found and read, one written by Miss Universe, and well, I really don't have a whole lot in common, with Miss Universe from a day-to-day perspective. 
and the rest were written by men. And, you know, unfortunately they were men telling me what to do. And since I'd just gotten divorced or getting divorced, last thing I wanted to do. So I just started writing for myself. I love creative writing. I love telling stories, creating images, evoking emotion with what I write. And so the story's not about me, but it's about the journey that any woman will potentially have in that situation. So how long take you to write this book from day one when you're thinking about, do I want to do this? But actually putting down the first paragraph and then to the time when you say, okay, guys, you edit it. (laughs) But how long did that take? The actual writing part of the book, probably only a couple of months, two months to write the first three quarters and then a month to write the ending. In between those times and to the time I got it to the publisher was about 15 years. It sat on my computer for quite a bit of time. It's like a bottle of wine, huh? Getting, getting better or more real, I guess, as the time goes by. That's just my own editorializing here. Let me ask you a couple of questions about the fictional portrayal. So you created a situation that's similar, or was it just a little bit to the left or to the right of what was actual? At the time I was writing the book, I was doing a lot of traveling. And as you know, I worked for a bank. So you can't really open your computer and do a lot of stuff while you're on an airplane. So I bought myself an iPad and started writing. And at the time, you know, back then there weren't as many women travelers as there are today. And somehow I'd always end up seated near a couple of them. And before the plane was off the runway, we'd be talking. And what I learned is that those women, so many of them had been through the divorce experience. They were happy to tell their stories, more than eager to share their mistakes and what they learned from them. And from that, what I picked up is just a common thread of what every woman goes through from the woman's perspective. So the book was written about a fictional woman who never gets a name or anything in the book because as, a, as the reader reads it, she herself becomes the main character in that book. When you're sitting next to people in an airport, for instance, was it recorded? Oh, no, I wrote everything down. So this is really interesting. So that gave you a roadmap, <laughs> a pathway. So you didn't have to create everything. It was just like real life. Yeah. And that's why the first two thirds of the book took me two months because I had so many women telling me their stories and I was able to aggregate them into topics and themes and ideas and the grieving process. The last part that took me a month to read, that was really the happy ending because I'm, I'm kind of a Disney fan. And if something doesn't have a happy ending, I'm not on it. So I could not write the ending of this story until I knew truly what a happy ending meant other than just getting remarried. So a happy ending, that could be, and I underline could, could be after it's all done and you've had some space and time or a new experience, not necessarily a rebound affair, but but a a new experience that gives you the perspective to be clear-headed. Is that correct? Or am I guessing? You're real close, but the reality is, you know, it, we hear it all the time. It's posted on the internet everywhere you look. You know, someone else can't love you unless you love yourself. And that is a very true statement. And a lot of women, and I myself made the statement when I was getting divorced, oh, it's okay. I'll be remarried within two years. Well, I'd already made that mistake once. 
And the reality is until you learn to love yourself, until you learn to understand yourself, weaknesses, flaws, work, wonderful stuff, it's almost impossible to enter into a relationship with anyone else correctly and, and with an open heart and an open mind and the ability to connect without the fear and without the pressure and all of the things that come into it after you've been through a divorce. So did you change your diet? Did you start an exercise program that was different than before? I started taking much better care of myself. It was all about finding me and being happy with me. So yes, I, I started eating a lot healthier, back to the organics as often as I could, fresh, fresh foods, as well as a lot more time outside in the fresh air um, with my horses, in the sunshine, just learning to enjoy every moment. And during this process, were you at all physically ill? Or was being outside a lot that was its own pathway towards success? Well, I will just say that physically ill, was I depressed? Was I hurting? Was I grieving? Yes, absolutely. I went through the five stages of grief almost as much as a woman whose husband may have passed on. Grieving my relationship, grieving what I lost, not really what I lost, but really more what I had hoped I had found. So all of that said, I would say illness, physical, no. Some women do truly make themselves sick as they go through this and, and come up with a lot of pretty crazy stuff as far as, you know, come up with cancer or other things because of the stress in their body. For me, it was an emotional illness, an emotional illness stemming from wanting a better life for myself and for my children and knowing that I couldn't continue on the way I was going and that I had to make changes. So how much of that, we know some, but how much of that was self-hatred for making the mistakes? Oh, 100%. That's the big issue that I found as I talk to different women is that while we mourn our marriage, if it was a good one, chances are it's, it's kind of hard to have a good marriage if either you or he walk out of it. So the reality is the marriage did not live up to those expectations or the things that we truly felt would make us happy in life. And so you go through this grieving process for something, and until you understand what it is you're grieving, you almost feel like you're going crazy because you might look at your marriage and say, well, that was no walk in the park. Why am I so upset? I should be relieved to be out of it. And so even women who filed for the divorce or the ones who caused the divorce still have that angst of, what happened and, and what did I miss? So now I need to ask you just a couple of questions as we come to the last segment here. Would you recommend this book be given out to people before they get engaged or between the time they get engaged in marriage? Absolutely. I've had a lot of young women, some happily married, some getting married, that have read the book. And because it's not any particular person's story, but it digs into what makes a successful relationship, they found a lot of value and a lot of reality, what it's going to be like if this doesn't work. So they're more serious about building the correct relationship for the two of them. So people are different. Yes, they are. <laughs> hmm. One, two, three. 
step one, step two, step three, can you crystallize to me as a guy? And of course, there's other guys out there listening to this now. So Mm -hmm. can you do that? One, two, three? Sure. The first step in in the process of recovering and surviving, because you can't survive until you recover, is just figuring out how you got where you are. You know, what were the family factors that came into it? What was the relationship that your parents modeled? My parents were married for 56 years. Their example set a very high bar for me and Mm -hmm. I couldn't live up to it. So it created its own issues. So it's really understanding who you are, who they are, your spouse, taking responsibility for your part in the equation, not blame, not guilt, not blaming them, not causing guilt on them, but just really digging deep into your expectations of the marriage, what you needed from each other in the marriage, and what you didn't get so that you have an idea of how you got where you are today, which is pretty broken. The next step is is really looking at what is right for you. What is your happiness? What will be, if you were to envision the perfect, which perfect doesn't exist, but let's get close. What is it that you truly want in your life? And for some women, it's just being happy by themselves. So it's getting clear on what they truly want. And then the last step is doing the work, doing the work on yourself, doing the work with the people that you're you're related to and in your family to get to that point when that man of your dreams, should he come along, you're open, ready, and available to jump in with both feet to have a successful and happy relationship. So to what extent... This is a little bit off the wall, but to what extent do you think people from different race, different religion, wide differentiation in age, but would that matter? Any of that matter if the mental is all there? It really doesn't, Ed. Throughout this process of marketing the book and setting up online media and whatever, I've actually grown a divorce coaching practice. And one of my favorite clients is a lady that's been in the United States maybe 15 years and is originally from India with a very strong Hindu culture. And what we talk about, it's amazing. We have far more similarities in our expectations and wants and needs than we have differences. We've been talking with Allison Jeffries, the author of A Woman's Guide to Surviving Divorce, available on Amazon. Is there a website? Yes, it's www.isurvived.info, I-N-F-O, and that's where I post all my blog posts. So I survive, not a D, it's just I survive. I survived with a D at the end, isurvive.info. Okay, got that. Well, thanks very much for being my special guest, Allison Jeffries. I've really enjoyed this, and I've learned from you. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. I always enjoy when we talk because you always have a great perspective and I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Allison Jeffries, thank you. This is Ed signing off from San Diego with Allison signing off from Texas. Adios. What a wonderful